So, Russell, I need some help from you, man. I, I need some. I need some help. Ah, oh, this is so common for me. People are like <laughs> Russell. I need your assistance. I'm like, I'm there for you, man. I'm there for you. I I want to take I want to take a bit of a uh, bit of a holiday, or as Casey would interrupt me and tell me a vacation. I need some. I need some ideas. I need some ideas for vacations and, and or holidays. Ooh. Holidays. Let's, I mean, we're in Australia. There's no such thing as a vacation. You know, yeah, I know. You cook it's weird. cookies on your road trip <laughs> by driving 60 miles. <laughs> so I, I, I'm thinking about taking a holiday, and I thought maybe we could have a little bit of a chat about uh, about some vacation slash holiday tips. You know, because some of our audience is actually in America, and they do actually talk exactly like that. That's that was and, pretty good. And and and. My sister-in-law used to be a travel agent, so by extension, I'm the world's greatest travel agent and or travel advisor. So ask away. I guess the, the first question we often ask our clients, Jelly, is what's, what's your budget? What, what do you feel like spending on this holiday? Well, th- look, I have a budget of cheeseburger with bacon, uh, mm. so there's that. Interesting, interesting. Mm. It's a start. But I have a question for you. Where where have you taken? Uh, where have you gone on holidays to? Ooh, I've been to to many different places. So I've been to the north of Australia, so around Queensland and Cairns and Port Douglas and all the nice sort of places up there. Um, I've been to New Zealand a few times, so places like the Bay of Islands, which is kind of top right, I believe. I've been down to the south of New Zealand. I've been skiing down there as well, which was a lot of fun. Where else have I been? I've been to Europe. I've been to America. I was going to say I've been everywhere, but really I probably have been to maybe three or four continents out of, are there seven continents? Should I be even admitting that I don't know the amount of continents? That There are seven continents. Yeah, I knew it. Seven continents. Yeah, I've been to four of them. Woo. There are 21 consonants if you want to get like five vowels. I'd like to buy a vowel, please. That'll be $1 million. <laughs> so what else do you need to know? Like, Well, it's interesting because you say you've been to to like Europe and and America. America is such is like actually there is two places called America. One of them is North and one of them is South, and so therefore they uh, are called North and South America, or as as we like to call them, be- best and worst America. <laughs> and we'll we'll let you listeners figure out which one's which. <laughs> which one? Actually, my son got really upset the other day. He was doing a um an assignment on what he thought was America, and he learned that there was a North and South America, and not only that, but that North America wasn't just the USA. So yeah, he was he was getting extremely upset because to him, you know, there was only one America and it was the USA and he I just showed him on the map and he for about 5 minutes he's getting frustrated. No daddy, there's only one. It's this America. I'm like, "No, there's Canada up here and there's this down there." But yes, I don't even know how we got onto that. What what were we saying about America? Well, what parts of what parts of America and uh and and Europe have you actually been to? So I've actually only been to California and even then I've only been to, you know, San Francisco and maybe like one hour out of that city. So I haven't I haven't seen much of America. Wow. Yeah, I know. I feel really bad. Because I've been to New York and I've been to Orlando and also I've spent some time in like various parts of Los Angeles. Yeah. And so obviously well, there you go. Francisco. Look at you. Because seasoned traveler. Yeah. Yeah, I've only been to San Francisco, and I'm told, you can probably back this up, that apparently San Francisco is nothing like the rest of America. Is that right? I don't think any city is like the rest of America. Because, I mean, they all say that about all the cities, really. Like, New yeah, York. That's- New Yorkers all say that about New York. Ah, oh, this is New York. We're basically our own country. Well, no, you're not. <laughs> uh, and, well, uh, well, well, but they do have a population bigger than our country, don't they? 
yeah, their population is enormous. Uh, but yeah, like, and people in Los Angeles will also tell you that, you know, it's, you know, this, it's, it's a, it's a special snowflake. But honestly, they're all just, you know, they're all just cities. And it's one of those countries where I, it was, I think, my first over international trip and I had zero culture shock, which is interesting. Wait, so you, you felt like you left Australia and you've landed in a country that it looks a little bit different, but it's still, you know, it's still kind of Australian. Everyone speaks like English with, you know, they, they put on funny accents for your amusement or whatever, but it's pretty much the same thing. Well, the other thing about traveling to like the, the US is that because the, because a lot of our media, like television and movies and stuff comes from there, a lot of the things that are different, you actually are really used to, like, uh, for instance, you know, the yellow school buses, like it's interesting to see them in real <laughs> life, but you don't like, you don't notice it as much as you think you would, even though the, yeah. like the buses here are nothing, they look nothing like that. And the, the police cars as well. Like I walked past a few police cars in um, San Francisco. I'm like, wow, that's a police car right out of the movies, like complete with shotgun, like in the middle. Yeah. And yeah. it looks like it's, you know, designed in the 80s or whatever. I'm like, this is straight out of Police Academy. It's so cool. But you, you notice that less than you notice a lot of things in other countries where that you don't necessarily, that you don't necessarily see on television or movies, which is interesting. So I've got to tell you the biggest thing I noticed about America was actually, and again, I've only been to San Francisco, so we're generalizing here, but how friendly everyone was. Like I'm standing at a traffic light or I'm in like a fast food place and people just start talking to you. They're like, hey, how's it going? Nice t-shirt, dude. I'm like, what the hell? Like in Australia, we don't talk to each other. Just stare at the ground, please. Like have some respect. <laughs> but it was actually, it was quite like a sincere sort of friendliness. Like I don't know if that extends to the rest of America, but it, it kind of really struck me. And I guess the, the contrast to that is I went to Europe and Europe, you know, it's, I'm talking about Eastern Europe now. There's the, the part that I visited most recently. It's, it's kind of interesting because when I go there, I look like one of the locals. You know, I've, I've got the balding hair and the, uh, the European look, but everything is just so completely foreign. Like there's, you know, very few people there sort of speak English. Yeah. Um, you've got all these different sort of culture things going on. And it's weird to be in a place where you look like a local right down to the point where I had locals ask me for directions. I had people stopping me on the street. I need to get from, you know, this town I've never heard of to this other town I've never heard of. Which bus do I catch? I'm like, hmm, good we question. Get that, <laughs> we get that all the time too. Like when we went to – so Mel and I for our honeymoon took a trip to Europe and when we were in Italy, we kept getting stopped and asked people asking us for directions. Tourists, other yeah. like other tourists would stop <laughs> and like would pull up their car and lean out the window and like talk in some not – not even Italian, like some other language, asking us what our what like how I to get places. I want to find the, the leaning thingy. And Where the just, leaning thingy? Just so happens that uh, just so happens that you know Mel speaks a few languages. She can speak French and uh, oui, a little je bit parle of Italian. Bien. But, you know, uh, and also knows a little bit of little bit of German, like just enough that you know she'd be able to uh, actually answer the kind of answer the question. But uh, it's. It's like a, it's a weird feeling, and it's, but it's even like, it, even like you said, with the whole like, um, you know, the speaking different languages, like that actually like really threw me when I was when I was there. So we got on a a bus when we got to Rome because uh, we needed to go and get some um, adapters for our for our plugs for specifically for our laptops. Ah, so wait a second, busted. So you take laptops on holidays? Well, yeah, but is is there is there any cutoff for that? Like. Is there any holidays where you haven't 
taken any computing gear or is it always like at least one laptop must come? So I take my laptop everywhere. So I take it regardless of where we're going. So even if we're going away for a weekend. What about you you mentioned a honeymoon somewhere in there. Was the the, the laptop come on the honeymoon? Yeah, Yeah. even both of our laptops went on the honeymoon. Two laptops? Wow. We were and how recently was that? Four weeks. Oh, that was a couple of years ago now. Okay. So, the laptops were common. It wasn't like, you know, the 90s we had to carry around like a, a desk full of laptop. Yeah. I'm, I, I've only been married for like three years. <laughs> Man, I always thought you were like 60 something. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, so we get to the, we, we, we get to Rome and we get on a bus and we, we head out to, uh, we, we head out to where the closest Apple store is. And I mean, there's no Apple stores in the kind of touristy parts of Rome. It's, they're all like on the outskirts where people actually, you know, live. And we get to this, yeah, we get to this, uh, we get on this bus and we try and, you know, that we've got to take to this place and then get on another bus. And while we, while we're on one of the buses, I accidentally bumped into a guy, uh, with my, with my backpack. Didn't, didn't realize he turns around and starts, uh, like going off at me in Italian. And I'm just standing there with my hands kind of in the air. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> what's happening uh, right so. now? Get fire. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I got that. Um, it, it's it's funny. Like you go to a lot of these places, and they, you know, you're in a foreign country, but it a lot of it feels like you know I've seen rivers before, and I've seen mountains before, and a lot of these things look alike. And then something will happen. Like for example, someone will yell at you. Like I was in um in Switzerland, and this security guard just started yelling at me in German, and I don't know like any German whatsoever. And I just stood there. I'm like, what do I do? Like I don't speak German. They're yelling. They're clearly angry about something. They're like they're armed. What the hell do I do now? And luckily, I think she realized pretty quickly that, you know, I didn't, I didn't speak any German. I did my like, no sprechen Sie Deutsch type thing. And then like, oh, stupid tourists. And then, you know, they, they ushered me off like somewhere else. And then that happened to me, you know, in Serbia as well. I whip out my camera and I'm like, cool. I'm just going to take a photo of this like really nice looking ornate building. And this guy jumps like out of the building. No, no camera, no camera. Put camera away. I'm like, oh, okay. Settle, settle down, settle down. Jeez. And you, you get those little flashes of like, oh, I'm not at home. And if, if anything weird happens, like I'm in big trouble because, you know, I'm not a local. I don't know like where to go and, you know, I don't have no idea where the consulate is and all these other kind of details. And it, it strikes you every now and again, like especially in, I found Europe and America more so than New Zealand. I mean, New Zealand, if you've ever been there, just feels like another state of Australia. You know, you go there and it just, it feels like everybody speaks a slightly different, you know, Canberrian accent or whatever, but it's the same place. South, but you're South in Australian America. accent, actually. Yeah, mate. I'm going to draw on my graph. I'm going to go to the dance and put on my graph. But <laughs> do, do, do you get that? Like you, you have this little moment where you just like, oh, I'm not in Kansas anymore. I especially when uh, when I'm in a country where they don't speak English or they like English isn't the first language. But occasionally, like if I go to to the US, there are just there are little things that stick out, like little differences that do stick out. Um, obviously, there's the you know the differences in things like you know street signs, uh, the way that people cross the street. Um, but it's also things like you know the the way that um, you get treated at uh, restaurants because they want you to tip them. Yeah, and the, the fact that you've always got to carry around like all these extra like small notes just so you yeah. can tip people with them. Yeah, yeah, um, because you don't get that in Australia, and that's and so you know it's 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 different, and just remembering that is uh, is kind of uh, it, it kind of throws you throws you out a little bit, and then ha- then you have to figure out you know it, it, 
if people think it's difficult, if Americans think that it's difficult to calculate tips, imagine not ever doing it and then having to do it for the first time and get it right. <laughs> There's a whole lot of pressure there. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, my, my other favorite thing is like small amounts of culture shock, like where you're not expecting it. So I'll give you an example. I'm with um, Mark Edwards somewhere in San Francisco and we're at a coffee shop. Like it's a fairly decent coffee shop. You know, they've got all the setup. And they asked for a flat white and the lady behind the counter is just staring at them. She's like, sorry. He's like, just just a flat white. And she's like, what? And I, I, I mean, we laughed it off afterwards. Obviously, they'd never heard of that that term in this particular coffee shop. I'm like, it's a good thing, Mark, you did not order a short black. Otherwise, you know, we'd, we'd be in, in jail somewhere about now or getting beat up. And I had the same um, thing in when I was in, you know, I was in Serbia. And, you know, I had a few, like, coffees during the day. I'm like, oh, I want something a bit lighter. Uh, something a bit lighter. Something a bit lighter. And um, I ordered a mocha. And they just stared at me. They're like, what the hell is a mocha? And I tried to explain, you know, you mix, you mix some chocolate powder with them. And they're like, no, no, you do not do this. You never do this. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Okay. I just, uh, I just have the, uh, the, the black coffee, please. And I'll go and sit down now. And they were very, uh, concerned about the fact that somewhere in the world, they mix chocolate and coffee together. Yeah. Weird. That is weird. I, I mean, I don't know why you would mix chocolate and coffee, but it's still weird. <gasps> You, you don't do it with your first coffee, but I got to say, when it's like your second or third coffee of the day, it's, it's nice to have something a bit extra in there. If you say so. Not, not with me? This needs to be a separate topic if you're not with me. No, I'm definitely not with you on that. <gasps> oh, the South Americans are very angry at you right now. I'll tell you that. So we, we've talked, we, we've, you mentioned that I take my, my computer uh, away on trips. Do you, take, do you take yours when you go away? It all depends. So sometimes I'll go away and my plan will be... You know, in order to be able to get two weeks off or whatever, there might be a few hours here and there that I have to check in. So I'll take right. my laptop. But other trips, I purposely plan not to. Like, for example, I don't know if you consider this a trip, but we went camping over the weekend, like me and some of my brothers um, last weekend. And I purposely didn't take anything. Like, I didn't even take my phone. It was just like, no, no electronics whatsoever. You know, we're going out in the bush. And sometimes I'll do that on family holidays as well. I'm like, we're going to Melbourne, you know, for four days. I'm going to take nothing but my phone. And if I need to desperately, you know, get on the internet, I can do it with my phone, but I'm not going to take my laptop just because there's the temptation then, you know, at night just to open it up and do exactly what you do at home. Like, do, do you find mm. that you go on a vacation and suddenly you're doing pretty much what you'd be doing at home, except you spend all this money to be somewhere else? Yeah. I mean, to, to a certain extent, I do like, especially if we're just sitting around in the, um, in the hotel. And, you know, Mel might be taking a nap and so I'll be, you know, trying to figure out something to do and, well, my laptop's right here so I'll open it up and, I don't know, I guess I'll look at Twitter for three hours or something. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so I, I I mean, the, I have the situation where my laptop is my only laptop. That's kind of always been the case. I don't have a, you know, separate laptop for working and a separate laptop for, you know, personal stuff so it's just all on there. I very rarely do any work while I'm away, though. Like, it just seems that I tend to not, like, I'm not going to sit down and code. Like, that, that happens really rarely. Um, but I will, like, you know, pull it out and watch a television show or something, um, that I've, you know, pre-loaded onto it. Uh, cause usually I think ahead for that sort of stuff, but I don't do a lot of work. At least not the, not the, you know, actual work part, which is, uh, you know, um, writing, writing the code because I just I, I never feel quite comfortable enough to do it in a in a hotel room. Um, but you kind of bring up an interesting thing, like do you, the whole 
going away and feeling like you have to you know leave the hotel room and actually do something is that something that like do, is that something that you actually get or is, do you tend to like you know uh, like to stay in your hotel room and just kind of relax for at least a little part of your trips <laughs> well see this is the thing like this I had to go get all parent on you but it changes very much like before and after kids so yeah. Before kids, like we'd go on holidays and we just go everywhere. Like we go out at night to eat, we go like places, we see lots of things, like we go hiking or whatever. Uh, after kids' holidays becomes like, what can we do that's like fun for all of us and, you know, won't stress us out too much? So we might just like, you know, sit by the pool for a few hours and the kids will slash around in the pool. And you might think like, oh, you can get pools anywhere. And it's true, you can, but it's just awesome fun to, you know, just hang out somewhere and be like, oh, don't have to do anything. And the problem is that at night, you know, unless you've got some kind of childminding services or whatever, suddenly you're locked in your hotel. So we kind of do what you're doing. Like we generally take an iPad and we'll maybe preload some, some, you know, movies or TV shows on there. And there's still something about the experience of watching that, you know, a different place. It's kind of nice. You know, you're somewhere different. Everything's, um, you know, more relaxed and you can just kind of sit down and, and watch something together. And somehow that's, I don't know, that's, that's still worth it to me, even though some people, I, I do know a few people that are very sort of meticulous about vacations. Like, no, when you go on a vacation, like you must do only things that you cannot do at home. You know, don't take this and don't take that and don't sit in your hotel room. But I'm like, you know what? I paid money, however much money it was to get here. I'm going to enjoy myself like in whatever way I want to. Yeah, I I kind of agree with, with that. Like I think that like if you're – I don't think you should be pressured into, you know, going out and – uh, leaving well, you know, just leaving your hotel room, um, in order to you know make up for the money that you spent on the trip. That kind of seems ridiculous, especially if um, we our trip to Europe was kind of uh, it, it was very busy. Like we we spent four weeks there, and we were kind of going from one place to another, and uh, it was it was exhausting especially by the end of four weeks of like living out of a suitcase and going from country to country, um, we were completely and utterly exhausted. So, you know, our, our, I think our, that changed our, the way that we do holidays in so far as we spend a lot more time in, um, in hotel rooms and stuff like that now. Um, although I have a tendency to, <laughs> Mel is a champion napper. Uh, a champion napper. Uh, I, I think that comes with uh, just having a name that starts with M because Michelle is pretty <laughs> epic at that as well. Um, I, I, on the other hand, am not a champion napper. Um, I, I, you know, I sleep at night, not during the day, really. Um, so what I, what I have a tendency to do is go off on my own little uh, excursion. Um, the last time that Mel and I were both in the states. We were staying, um, so we were staying in Anaheim, and I went on an epic bus journey um, from Anaheim down to like another one of those uh, little mini cities that are attached to um, Los Angeles via bus, and got lost on the way, and got stuck outside of a, <laughs> got stuck outside of a like a penitentiary, a jail of some kind, uh, and then had to like call a taxi, and then. Like get back to the hotel room in time for for a, you know a, a engagement that we had uh, that we were going to and just like there was this great like just I go on these ridiculous little adventures that probably shouldn't but uh, lots of 
fun, I guess. It is, I guess, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of nice as well. Just kind of leaving, um, allowing myself to kind of get out and not be with, like, allowing Mel her own time and allowing me my own time, especially because we're both, you know, introverts. We like our own time. So that's kind of an excellent way to, you know, to spend it doing our yeah, own little I'll things. Yeah, I find that on holidays as well. Like, the majority of things we'll do together. But every now and again, like it's nice just to be like, yeah, I'm I'm going here and you're going there, and then, like we'll meet up later on. There's something, yeah, quite refreshing about that. I think. So, what's your ideal vacation? Ooh, ideal vacation. I think I think to me, there's there's no such thing as an ideal vacation. It's it's based on all the vacations you've been on to date. Um, what is the one that you want to do next? And I think for for Michelle and I and our family, it's definitely Europe because I, I've been around Europe a few times, but only on my on my own. And, you know, Michelle, um, her family all comes from England. My family's all from Serbia. And I think it would be really cool now that our kids are a bit older to kind of explore those places a bit, you know, mm-hmm. catch up with some relations that we haven't seen in a long time. But also, I don't know, there is something about going back and exploring the place where you were born. I don't know if that's a bit too sort of uh, Hollywood romantic for you, but it's, you know, going back to your roots, as they say, and just having a look around and, you know, seeing how the people live, seeing, you know, different landmarks and things. I think... For us, that's kind of our ideal next vacation. My my one problem is I don't know how long it should be because mm. I have been on some vacations that are like, hmm, that was way too short and some that, you know, you get to the end and there's still like five days left. You're like, man, I wish I had booked the flight out today because I, I feel like I've done everything, you know, I wanted to do. And so, yeah, that's the part I'm not sure about is, is how long it should be. Well, I have a theory about the uh, the the vacation or holiday length, uh, if you will. What I Hit think me. the the ultimate vacation length is to take four weeks of time off from work or whatever. If if you have it, I mean, obviously that's a uh, that's a bit of a stretch for you know with the whole you get four weeks of leave per year thing, uh, well, or up- two or less if you're one of our US listeners, mm. suckers. So, but if you, if you can take, uh, take four weeks off and then spend three of those weeks, uh, actually traveling, um, so you have a few extra days at home kind of on both sides, that is, I, f- I think the, the ideal length of time because, and this is, this is based on my, my, like my previous experiences where I've gone overseas for a couple of weeks and it feels too short, especially living from Australia because you spend all this time on a plane and then you, you you're there for you know a couple of weeks and then you come back and it's it's a bit uh it feels a bit rushed um whereas when we went to Europe we were there for 4 weeks like a full 4 week block and it was insane by the time of by the time it ended i mean obviously i mentioned that we were you know we'd been we were busy the whole time but by the time we ended we just wanted to get out of you know, having to go through a bag to get all of our clothes and we were just so over it. We just wanted to be at home and yet we were, you know, we had this, you know, a city to explore. <laughs> so I think I think three weeks is ideal. I, I, I do like your idea of two-thirds of the time you spend away and one-third of that time you allocate half of that either side and you spend that at home. I think that's really cool. The, the problem with four weeks though is, especially if you're going to like Europe and places like that, is there's this there's this formula like you're basically burning through money while you're away. You got to pay for hotels, you got to pay for food. Um, if you want to go do some fun things, they generally cost money as well. And so there's this tipping point. Like we'd all love to go on a vacation, but if it's going to cost fifty thousand dollars, then it's like, hmm, 
well, I'm not really going to enjoy that because I'm going to get back and I'm going to have no house. But there's a tipping point where you're like, okay, if I can spend this much money and get this much time, you know, that's just enough. I think mine might be slightly shorter. I think I'd probably aim for like three weeks. Okay. But that's that's just me. And I think like ideally my trip would in- involve uh, a couple of different locations as far as, you know, cities that we visit. Disneyland every single time <laughs> uh, and uh, and somewhere that feels not too kind of out there. We do have a plan, uh, Mel and I do plan on at some point visiting Japan, which is going to be very different from any of the trips that we've taken before. But uh, at the same time, um, kind of spending that in a place, part of that time in a place where that feels a little bit more kind of comfortable um like for instance tokyo disney sea i think it's called yep i've heard good things about that place spending a little bit of time there where it is kind of it is a little bit familiar uh you know that will kind of even it out so to speak but probably not four weeks i I think that the last problem with this is is the places we're talking about like you're talking about going to tokyo and going to disneyland i'm talking about going to europe these are fairly expensive places. Like the standards of living in a lot of these countries are quite high and, you know, all the touristy bits are quite expensive. But I figured I figured out how we can fund this. Uh, are you ready for this? Go for it. So uh, this episode of Topical is brought to you by Boom. 